Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen, big or small, whatever your home improvement need. Log on to fixitfast.servicemagic.com. Service Magic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handymen, roofers, and many other home contractors. It's easy and it's free. Just go to fixitfast.servicemagic.com. Fixitfast.servicemagic.com. That's fixitfast.servicemagic.com. Everybody, this is Paragon once again joining you on the Paragon Hour uh, tonight slash this morning. I have a special guest for everybody. Um, I'd like to introduce to you every um, everybody a dear friend of mine by the name of Ryan Ryan Lang. Uh, Ryan, are you are you on the line? I'm here. Okay, uh, Ryan is a friend of mine. Um, I'd like to do an interview with you. Um, we spoke about it uh, recently. Obviously, there's a there's a lot of exciting things going on with you. But first, uh, let's introduce everybody to uh, who Ryan is. So, Ryan, uh, can you give us a little bit of introductory information about yourself, sir? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Ryan Lang, um, and I can just say about myself the the things that stand out the most that define me um, is seven years of military service. One of those years being in in Iraq. And also the other thing that defines me is is activism and uh, reaching out to the community. Um, and right now what I'm working on is a organization for adults with ADHD. Um, I myself have ADHD and was diagnosed when I was eight years old. And I have found it to be a very uh, challenging disorder to have and to try to um, establish a life for yourself is is a struggle. Um, it can be done, but we definitely need some help in order to do that. Very good. Um, this show is uh, being is live now, but uh, it's uh, November 12th, technically. But a few minutes ago, it was Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to you and I guess myself as well. Um, I also have served and is still serving. Um, have spent some time in the sandbox as well, but uh, we're glad to have you back, obviously, and we're excited to hear about um, ADHD. So for those people who um, don't know what ADHD is or stands for, can you let us know what that is? Absolutely. Happy Veterans Day also. <laughs> I just had to put that out there. Um, but as far as um, ADHD, ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Um, and I think that most people um, think ADHD is just a problem with paying attention, um, and it's so much more than that. Um, and the reason that I am starting an organization and, and getting out there and really talking about it and trying to educate the public about it is because um, the disorder doesn't just affect your attention. It affects your entire life. Um, it's a disorder of self-regulation. 
um, people with ADHD, I like to call it the, the diabetes of, of mental illness. Um, diabetes affects pretty much your whole body in some way or, or fashion. And with ADHD, it affects every single aspect of your life, relationships, academic performance, uh, job performance, uh, organization, emotional uh, uh, regulation, and things like that. So ultimately, ADHD is a problem with self-regulation, which is very serious. Okay. Um, I was browsing through the website that uh, you recommended. Um, tell everybody what that website is real quick. www.adhdlifeproject.org And it said that uh, as many as 4. 3% of the American public um, suffer from ADHD. Is that correct? Yeah. Actually, you know, these are the people who are actually diagnosed with the disorder. There are a lot more that are not diagnosed and are walking around um, with the disorder. But that is that is the national statistics as of now. Okay. Um, like I said, uh, basically about two days ago, you told me about a documentary that you are thinking about putting together. Can you let the people know about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, putting together a documentary about adult ADHD. Um, I think that a lot of emphasis has been placed on kids with ADHD and not enough has been um, placed on, on the adults. Um, the adults have uh, a really hard time uh with life skills, and I think that's something that needs to be addressed. So I feel the document, the documentary um, will serve to uh, really show people an inside view of what it's like to explain it, to educate people and re-educate them, and to bring awareness to this disorder and to show the seriousness of the disorder. That's the most important part so we can get support from the community. Very good. Um how do you how does someone who doesn't know about ADHD like if they have a child who might be acting I guess unruly I mean what are the signs that uh, a person may have someone in their family that may have this um ADHD Right it's it's um you know with with kids it's it's really difficult because you know kids are kids you know they're going to be wild they're going to be hyper they're going to want to play and they're going to be disruptive you know they're going to do a lot of things that we don't want them to do <laughs> and that's why there's there's parenting and that's why they're kids um uh but at the same time it comes to a point where parents don't know what to do because it it's it's caused a problem at schools or daycares and things like that and um they're kind of at their wits end on on how they're going to deal with it um i would say that one of the the telltale signs of ADHD is just inability to focus on stuff for a certain period of time. Even kids, even though they have short attention spans, if you sit down with your kid and say, hey, you know, I really need you to pay attention to this and then you can go play, you know, it, it's no problem for them, the, the ones that don't have it. But the ones who do have it, even though you sit them down and you, you try your best to get them to focus, it just seems like they can't focus no matter what. And that's when you start you know, wondering if it's a problem. You don't just come to the conclusion they have ADHD right away, but you you have to take certain things into consideration and then go to the next step. 
Well, I'm Haitian. Uh, I was born in Haiti, and uh, one of the main ways that they disciplined us basically was through whoopings. Um, so I know you also have an island background, a Jamaican to be more specific. How do you feel about people who just kind of just take that route and just use whippings to, like, correct their kids instead of looking into potentially deeper issues like ADHD? Right, right. Well, I mean, this is something that's um, that's that's a really serious issue because, um, you know, especially coming from an island background, mental health is not something that's really uh, respected. Um, they they feel that mental health is for people who are crazy. They don't see it as something that could, you know, help everybody. Um, and because of that, I don't think the proper treatment and also uh, the proper parenting techniques are implemented because, you know, a lot of the Caribbean parents, if the kid is not doing well in school and he's misbehaving and he's doing this, you know, they will take, you know, they would uh, take the route of just trying to ridicule them and and scold them and constantly put them down, even though they mean well. Um, for someone with ADHD, it's not going to be, you know, a bed of roses and they need to understand the disorder and how it affects the child and how to deal with it without um, killing the self-esteem, you know. Uh, beating a child is not always going to help. I mean, that's not hitting the root of the problem. So I think that the most important thing for even Caribbean parents, and not just Caribbean, but, you know, you, you have the Hispanic community and, and people outside this country who kind of think the same way, um, is to get educated. And once they get educated, they can not get so angry, not be so disappointed, but understand why there's such a challenge for their child. Okay. Um, do you think that kids are being drugged too often or too quickly um, in schools or doctors are recommending, like, drugs um, as an easy out for things similar to ADHD? Well, I think that, um, you know, one of the issues with that is, you know, I, I totally understand people's concern with, with drugging kids, and, you know, this is a stimu these are stimulant drugs, so they're, they're derivatives of cocaine, basically, um, in very low doses, but enough to, to help people with ADHD. Um, but at the same time, you know, there I do believe that there are some, you know, uh, healthcare professionals that are out there who do it for the money, who just want to uh, make a quick buck, and they'll, you know, just say, oh, your kid's hyper, he's got ADD, and give you some medication. You know, and that's why doing your research on who you're going to is most important. I always think that, in my personal opinion, and of course I'm not an authority, but I think that medication should be the absolute last resort. Um, behavior modification, counseling, uh, you know, breathing techniques and other things that could be done should all be done before you even consider medication. Um, and I think at that point, you know, we need to just embrace the fact that this child is going to need medication in order to function in school and to function, you know, with with other people. Um, the the stigma that people place on medicating children, I don't think, is so fair um, because it's you know, if if you're the parent of the child and you're having such a difficult time and you can't keep them in school, they're con constantly calling you to come pick them up, what are you to do? You know, you have to work, you have to take 
you know, handle your responsibilities. And having this is just, you know, makes it impossible. That's an interesting uh, aspect that you bring up. I was thinking about the cost of it. Like, what if, what if a family is low income? Uh, they, I mean, how do they deal with uh, their family member who has ADHD? Right. Well, um, based on statistical information from the CDC, it costs about uh, twelve to seventeen thousand um, dollars annually to treat an individual with ADHD. That's just for one person, um, and that's that's quite a bit of money. Um, if you're low income, I mean, there are different uh, you know options available to you. A lot of the drug companies will give you free medication or or, or reduced cost medication. Uh, there are a lot of places like Nova that have an ADHD clinic that you can go to and get help on a sliding scale, um, or even in some cases, I think, for free. Um, but I think that if you don't have the income, it's going to be very difficult for you to get the the totality of, of all the uh, treatments and, and, and things that are out there to help somebody with ADHD. Right. Um, when you say Nova, uh, I want to let the listeners know because you know we're going to be in, on the internet that we're talking about the South Florida area. Of course, mm-hmm. um, you should uh, seek treatment in your local area. Hopefully, there's uh, a medical center out there that's familiar with um, ADHD and other uh, behavioral um, disorders and can treat the issue and, and solve the issue. Uh, let me see here. Um, what other interests do you have, Ryan? Uh, I have a lot of interests. <laughs> I have ADHD, so um, I, my mind is constantly on different things that I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested in politics. I'm interested in, in philosophy, um, music. Um, you know, I'm interested in quite a quite a bit. Okay. Uh, let me see. What, what other projects have you done in the past or been involved with in the past? Um, well, establishing uh, the website that I have for uh, for ADHD is, is something that we've done in the past. Um, do you mean just in terms of ADHD or just in general in life? Uh, ADHD first um, and general second. Okay. So, yeah, we've we've done that. I've gone to a lot of group meetings. I've met with sponsors and people, professionals that do um, different types of uh, or, or provide different types of services for people with ADHD in terms of jobs and, and, and DUIs and things like that. Um, on the other hand, I'm, I'm also a Muslim, and uh, I take, you know, my religion, um, I try to uh, get out there to the community and, and talk to them about Islam, and I also try to talk to other Muslims about Islam, um, where I feel that Islam has really taken a nosedive in terms of uh, the, the the perception um, that people on the outside have of it, uh, which makes it difficult for everybody. Um, so I started something called Islam Decoded, which is a Facebook uh, group, and we talk about the issues that we have within the Islamic community and the Islamic belief system. Um, I'm just a very community-oriented person, you know, and I, I try to do that as much as possible. Okay. What are some misconceptions about people with uh, behavior disorders or ADHD? 
Um, a lot of people feel that people with ADHD um, are just excuse makers, that they could just simply say, I'm going to focus, and that would be it, and they would be totally fine. Um, other things is that it's not that serious of a disorder, um, that we're stupid, we're lazy, uh, and we're, we're, we're crazy in some, in some, uh, by some people we're labeled as that. Um, I think that those are some of the biggest misconceptions people have. I was talking to you earlier about Brandon Marshall, um, if you or uh, some of the, our listeners are not familiar, uh, Brandon Marshall is a wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins football team who um, in the beginning of the season stated that he had a, a particular behavior uh, issue and some people praised him for coming out uh, with that. Uh, other people just ridiculed him um, because he had gotten in trouble um, with his wife, uh, some domestic issue. So I can kind of relate into what you're saying because he has had past um, run-ins with the law and and just behavior problems because he's a very passionate player. So um, people think that he's just making it up. So that's part of, um, um, I guess, ignorance on our part, the general public, to know to kind of like tell when, you know, people are just trying to um, make things up. So I think education is is definitely uh, important. Uh, another question I have for you is, are there any similar projects uh, out there that has gotten uh, a lot of attention? Because when when I, I think of um, people trying to uh, advocate for certain causes, I think of people such as Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, for I think he has Parkinson's, but um, right. are there is there anybody else that or any other project or group you know that's leading the fight for not necessarily ADHD but like behavior dis- disorders in general? Um, well, yeah, I mean, in in the the realm of ADHD, um, I think that you know Chad is is out there advocating for for things, but I think ultimately, um, who's Chad? Chad? Chad is uh, children and adults with ADHD with ADD. Oh, okay. Um, and they were established 20 years ago. And actually, my vice president for my organization um, is a Chad coordinator. So, and she has been for like the last 20 years. And she's phenomenal. She knows so much. And um, actually, very blessed to have her as a vice president. Um, and she's very helpful and resourceful as well. Um, but I think that Chad is out there, um, and but the the problem with Chad is they're advocating for just um, you know legal change or legislative legislative change and things like that, and you know bringing people together, you know uh, both providers and people with ADHD. We have ADHD conferences like the one that's going to be in Orlando this year. I can't remember exactly when, but. Uh, it's supposed to be in Orlando, but I don't feel they're really addressing the issues that are affecting people with ADHD. Um, they were able to get a, a, a bill passed that um, uh, forces people who are insurance companies to provide mental health care for people with ADHD, but the issue is if people with ADHD struggle to keep jobs and finances, then that's almost a, you know, a pursuit in futility, you know. Um, But I think that Chad is probably the most uh, prolific organization. 
in terms of people who are out there that are really pushing things, Ty Pennington is kind of like the poster boy for ADHD and Vyvanse, the drug that they use also to treat ADHD. Um, Ty Pennington, Will Smith is also someone who has it, but he doesn't take medication. Will Beyonce, Smith, the actor? Yes. Really? Yep. Um, okay. So then there's a lot of people that have it actually that are famous that actually have it. Uh, Sir Richard Branson of Virgin Airlines also has ADD. Um, the uh, Beyonce's sister Solange also has it. Um, uh, Justin Timberlake, um, Howie Mandel has it. Um, there's there's quite a few people that are out there that that speak out about it and things like that. I think Ty Pennington is more popular for doing it. Um, so people, so, pe- so people who have it can more or less function. So I mean, how does Again, how does someone who doesn't know too much about it like know when a person is like if you're an employer, if the person is kind of using that to kind of you know not do work or whatever? Hmm. Well, um, you know, there's there's slackers in every you know uh, category in life. You know, whether it's religious or any other reason, any group of people, um, there's slackers in every every group. Um, with ADHD. Um, the way that you can kind of tell that there might be an issue. I mean, you can't just diagnose somebody just from watching them because there's so many dynamics that are involved. But I think ultimately, you know, easily distracted, careless errors, even after you talk to them about it, you know, there's still careless errors there, Um, you know, inconsistency, easily bored um, by things. That's that's a a giveaway. in distractibility. Uh those are those are all things that, you know, are are red flags that something needs to be looked at a little bit deeper to see if there's an issue. Um and in terms of slacking off, you know, people with ADHD are always labeled as lazy, you know. Um and I don't think it's that we're lazy, it's just that when something doesn't interest us, it's very hard for us to motivate ourselves to get up and do it. Okay. Very good. Um, what are the keys uh, for winning against ADHD? Um, I think the keys are, are your attitude um, with it. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that needs to be, always needs to be in the in the foreground is, is that you find what it is that you love to do. Um, people with ADHD got to do something that they love to do, something they're really interested in. And once they find that, I think it kind of motivates them to do all the other things that are going to make them successful in life. Um, There are certain things like uh, neurofeedback training where they they hook you up to an EEG machine and they help you to train your brain to, to, to start focusing. And from what I'm hearing, some people don't even need medication anymore. Um, but they have to continue to do the treatments, but they don't need to take pills after they do it. Um, Also need therapy, ADHD coaching, where you actually get a coach that comes in and helps you, and uh, medication. Those are the four things, I think, that are the most, the the keys to success with ADHD, and as well as the the interest that I just spoke about. Okay, and um, you said that you've had this for us ever since you were a child. How did you uh, come to be diagnosed? How did you find out about ADHD? When I was a child, um, I was extremely hyper. Um, when all the other kids had 
you know, just really pooped out and were just, you know, could didn't have anything else to give. I still had plenty to give. <laughs> and um, I was mischievous. I was just all over the place. I had no focus. I was wild. I was like a like a monkey just running around, you know. And you're saying that this is like a, a abnormal compared to your peers, correct? Right. Absolutely. That's that's the key. You know, it was completely different than my peers. Doesn't mean it's always ADHD, but it definitely raised some concern. And what's so funny is I've actually met with some of the friends, uh, my mom's friends, because a lot of them were her co-workers at the hospital. They're all in the medical profession. And I got to speak to them the other day, and they were all like, oh, when you were a child, you were so wild. So it wasn't just my parents that noticed this. It was other people as well, you know. Um, But basically... I, I once that happened and I went into school and I just did so per- poorly because I just couldn't concentrate and I was so distracted and disruptive in class, uh, they took me to get tested. So at about eight years old, seven or eight years old, um, I went to a clinical psychologist, Dr. Stuart Langenthal, and he ran some tests on me and came to the conclusion that I had ADHD. And from that point on, um, I was tested three different times by three different psychologists at uh, different stages in my life, and they all came to the same conclusion. And um, I was put on some medication at that time, Ritalin, and by my pediatrician, and that's what uh, I was using in order to cope with the symptoms. Okay. Very good. Uh, so what kind of projects, so, I mean, what can we expect from Ryan in the future? Well, what you can expect from me is a big effort in in pushing this disorder and, and helping people to learn. What I found that was so appalling to me is that a lot of the therapists and mental health providers that are out there um, don't know much about ADHD. Um and the professionals don't right. know about ADHD? Right. They don't understand it. They don't know anything about it. Uh, is, or is they it, do know a little bit, but they don't know, you know, the, the most up-to-date information that's out there, which I think is vital to helping people with ADHD. And why is that? Is it because it's uh, it's barely studied or there's well, nobody focusing on that? Or why, why is that? I think that, well, for adults, you know, for kids, it's a little bit different, but for adults, it, it I, they they need to really come around because uh, what has happened is they always believed in the past that you grew it out, you know, um, but this is not the case. And when you talk to a lot of these therapists, they just feel like it's something that you can still will away, um, that you can you you should know how to deal with that at your age or whatever. And that's not the case. It's a it's a problem with the brain itself, you know. So if that's the case, then no matter how much you will, it's not going to go away. You just learn strategies to cope. And a lot of them don't know that. Mm. That's pretty interesting. And, and that's important because us um, regular people, we kind of rely on the experts. And, you know, right. there's a lot of different things that may or may not be wrong with a child or, in this case, an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and you figured if they didn't get a, catch them as a child, you know, mm-hmm. how how are they going to be perceived um, as an adult? Because, you know, that could affect your livelihood, like you said, your job. 
right. could affect your relationships. And if we don't, if we don't know, I mean, we we certainly hope that uh, our doc, our doctors uh, know a little bit about ADHD. But mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate uh, you stopping by the Paragon Hour to share a little bit about ADHD. Uh, we're, we'll be looking forward to the documentary. Of course, I'll be doing my part um, in that. Uh, also, uh, we talked a little bit about um, the potential for uh, a show called The Truth Factory. Um, we have about two minutes left, so let the people know a little bit about what The Truth Factory idea is all about. Okay. Well, like I told you, I'm very much into the community. I'm into philosophy. I'm into politics and religion. And um, I'm into getting into discussions that that help to uh, open us up to new ideas and new understandings of of the world. And uh, the Ultimate Truth Factory is just a platform where uh, I I feel, you know, you with your your, uh, debate skills and your your questioning of of philosophical ideas, um, can serve so well in in helping to enlighten people and to show them a different way to think about things. Um, and the ultimate truth factory is about the issues that affect us all. Um, you know, the the ninety nine percent. And we're talking relationships. You know, relationship between male and female. We're talking religion, politics, everything. And that's what the show is all about: is just getting out there, talking about these issues, letting people say what they want to say and um, giving them a voice and hopefully helping us to educate one another and to give us another insight on things. Okay, Ryan, uh, we look forward to the Ultimate Truth Factory. Uh, As you heard, um, we have a few seconds left. I do appreciate you stopping by, taking the time on this early morning. uh, For you folks, you may not be aware, but it's a... so around 12:30 uh, in the morning after uh, Veterans Day. Uh, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there once again. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Lang for stopping by, and we look forward to to hear more from him. And uh, we invite you to come back to join us here in our hour. So we'll see you next time. Have a good day, and this is the Paragon Hour. Out. Thanks for having me. So how was that? Hello? Hello? Yeah. What's up? Let me let me switch out. Let me call you back. Okay. <laughs>